Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, the greatest movie of all time, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And I'm Chris O'Connor with no one. Welcome back, Chris. <laughs> Good to be back. Uh, today we're talking about minute 28, which begins with Doc pulling a cylinder of plutonium from the case and ends with Doc saying, I'll also be able to see who wins the next 25. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) Um, so, okay. So first of all, we've been talking about the production designer on this movie a lot and about how. How, their attention to detail is insane um, because – and this was something that I actually noticed uh, a while ago. Like like I, a lot of movies from this era, like continuity was not always the best and I was like – I was really happy um, in the minute when the DeLorean came back frozen and it has no license plate on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, good. Look at that. And then now this time the the – plutonium case is open and if you look he's pulling out the second one and the first cylinder is empty because he used it on the einstein experiment so it's just yeah. something that i noticed yeah, and i was quite, like oh look quite, at that i don't it's know the little things yeah it is the little things it's it, this is what happens when you break down a movie minute by minute um but that production designer i looked it up and the production designer for this film is lawrence g paul um and he does he does not come back for for two and three. That was a oh. different production designer. But Lawrence G. Paul was also the production designer for Blade Runner. Hey, oh, yeah, Blade Runner and Predator Two. Oh, the stories we get out of that guy. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, uh, those are those are two pretty big like production design like heavy movies. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it, he's he's a good guy. Uh, Lawrence G. Paul. Um, so, okay. So Doc, Doc and Marty are in their radiation suits and Marty is shaking like a leaf. Like he's, that's not even accurate. He's shaking like, he's shaking like a Muppet when they're scared. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's shaking like a leaf inside a giant, like leaf protecting suit, but enough that you can see it. <laughs> so like he's, he's really putting it on there. Maybe that's why. Maybe he's like, man, I, b- I better sell this because they not be able to see it through the suit. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, but he's like, he's like, he's shaking like crazy. Well, you know, he's uh, a child of the 80s. I mean, you know, the nuclear scare was a very real thing back then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. We definitely um, thought the world could end. At any Mar- like, he Mar- probably grew up doing it actually those, like, still you know, can. take shelter things. Um, it's cool. actually end at any minute. But we just well. like to pretend that it can't. <laughs> Marty uh, okay, inadvertently... Rorschach. Uh, inadvertently invented uh, shaky cam. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's happening. Uh, I have a question about the plutonium cylinders because the plutonium (sighs) cylinders, the actual plutonium is in a vial that is surrounded by a cylinder of what I'm assuming is water. Yeah. If they have to wear radiation suits to protect themselves from the plutonium, what the hell is the water doing? (laughs) That, okay, so like water... um... Like again, I am as as I established yesterday in my rambling, where I said anybody who knows can actually correct me. I'm no expert, but water uh, is actually good shielding um, for for um, radioactive particles. Like uh, on, on the like 
conceptually, uh, you know, if we put together our, our space flight to Mars, a big part of shielding uh, astronauts from radiation. Sure. Conceptually, yeah. A big part of shielding, um, you know, whoever's in that ship from cosmic radiation will be their water tanks will be like all around the outside of the ship and water actually helps prevent um, radioactive particles from, from penetrating, getting through to, you know, our, our gooey, fleshy selves. So it also helps keep it cool. Uh, water cooling, like in a nuclear reactor, uh, the, the fuel rods are are in a vast tank of water. Uh, it helps keep control the, the temperature there. Um, it, it, it helps a little bit with preventing, you know, the radiation from coming up and out and into, you know, the area where people might have to work. Um, but, uh, you know, if it's not kept cool, if it's not kept low, like, like you know, it's, it's actually, like, physically hot stuff. Um, so, like, you know, when they, when they talk about, like, a nuclear plant melting down, it's like you, you lose... You lose, it lose, you lose containment of the temperature, and it just keeps going up and up and up and up. I'm rambling. So huh. anyway, yeah, they're in water uh, to, to, to try and keep them cool, to keep them under control, and to provide some basic shielding um, from radioactive particles, like, you know, bouncing around, getting out. And, you know, you still have to wear a suit. You definitely still have to wear a suit, but it helps to, for there to be water. Huh. Yeah. Suck it. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Wait, wait, don't tell Science. me. Science. Oh yeah, yeah that science. science! <laughs> Suck at Stereo Lab. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's good to have it in there. So Doc almost forgets his luggage. Sure. <laughs> As and we and we find out that he's allergic to all synthetics. All synthetics. Because he's not wearing any synthetics right now. Yeah. Um, I dated a girl who was allergic to all synthetics. Oh, that's unfortunate. Hey, whoa, hey, whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, that's she allergic to all synthetics. Is is the is the radiation suit not synthetic? What does that it's mean? Pretty synthetic. It's, yeah, it's pretty darn synthetic. <laughs> and and I'm pretty sure, like his gloves. I mean, yep, yep, those yep. seem pretty synthetic to me. Um, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to say. Kind of like how some say. people can't have gluten. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. It's it's, it's very kind of like that. Like hipster Doc Brown of 2015 would definitely be. On oh, I don't wear diet. synthetics. And he would have or an amazing beard. I adopted Heidi at a shelter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, hipster Doc Brown. He would definitely hipster like, Doc he would Brown. Have, get on it. He would he would have like a a, a small batch artisanal uh, like gas treated uh, fuck. Flat, 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 flux capacitor. I, I oh, totally. Mm. It would, yeah, it would be yes. handcrafted and it would have a leather case. Yes. <laughs> um, it, would, it would look way more steampunk, the entire machine. It would. It would very much so. Um, it would also probably have some sort of uh, some sort of espresso brewing station inside <laughs> of it. The dream um, of the 1890s is alive at Doc Brown's <laughs> scientific Shop, Shop with an E. So Doc reveals that he is his his mission now, his experiment, his his human test is going to be him going twenty five years into the future, um, which would make it twenty ten. Mm-hmm. Five years ago. Yeah, five years ago. Rough year because everything in this movie now takes place in the past. Yeah, the whole series. In the whole series, yeah. It's like Lost. It's all in the past. It's all uh, in the past. 
Okay, so what was going on in 2010? Prince of Persia sands a time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of all the things you can remember, really? Of course, yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> we, we were halfway through the Obama uh, administration. Um, yeah. We were uh, the... the um, the surge was 2011, so we were Iron still, Man Two. We were still in the midst of some of our longest land wars in in the in the Middle East and Central Asia. Um, um, yeah, Iron Man Two. Iron Man, Iron Man Two. two. We, were, we were still away from uh, from from the Avengers. The we world still was away. still. Uh, I mean, America was uh, getting up on its feet, dancing to airplanes by B.O.B. <laughs> um, I graduated high school that summer. Uh. Wow, so I had my I, I had my enchantment under the sea dance in 2010, but Aww. it was uh, it was a travel through Wonderland. Oh, that was my prom thing. It was Wonderland. Was that when the Alice in Wonderland movie came out? When did that come? It out? sure was. Uh, my senior song was "I Was Here" by uh, Lady Antebellum because I went to high school in Texas. Texas, Texas. Mm. We're still were filming prom-themed. Boyhood. My my proms were prom themed. <laughs> Still filming boyhood. <laughs> they were. They were. They were. That is that is one hundred percent accurate. Mm. Um, kind of a weird year for Doc Brown to want to go to. Like I don't remember two thousand ten being like that that great. I wonder, well, I mean, he didn't know. Like he didn't in know well, but, yeah, that's the point <laughs> of going to the future. So in nineteen eighty five, he's a scientist. He's not psychic. I know, but I feel like twenty twelve was like had cooler stuff happening. <laughs> yeah, but there was, no, there was nothing know, in nineteen eighty five that would make you say that twenty twelve is better than twenty ten, other than being two years later. That's true. Being like um, slightly wait, alliterative. Oh wait, no, wasn't two thousand ten the year we made contact? Oh yeah, it was. Ah. No. Uh, there we God. go. That's his. I see his game. <laughs> but I mean, he's kind of. This is. This could be kind of a mistake in that you know he's he, he's he, he he must understand. Despite his poor examples of time travel a couple minutes ago, he has to understand that his car is going to go to that space in the future, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if this mall is in any way remodeled and like, you know, they, they add an extra wing or that parking lot gets demolished or it's indoors. I mean, conceivably, couldn't he have like sort of that phasing problem where he travels through time and then is inside something? Yeah. Yeah. We actually, we talked about that last week too. Mm. Um, we, the, the Cronenberg effect, if you will. Um, it's, uh, uh, it's rough. It's a problem. This I, is this is this we, is why this is why going into the future and getting the flying car technology is probably oh, the yeah. safest thing he ever did, happened. Yeah, like if you have the flying car technology, you actually could go back to whenever you want. The roads don't matter. Yep. Yeah, that would be good. That would definitely make the DeLorean a better choice. Yeah, it helps a lot. Although um, he the, could also the Arab Spring began December of 2010. Oh, nice. Okay, I think we're done talking about 2010 things. <laughs> Good callback. Wait, that's not how callbacks work. Um, uh, 2010, the point is 2010, not that interesting of a year. If you were in 1985, it would be pretty interesting. That's true, that's yeah. true. Um, just not interesting in retrospect. Yeah. Um, so oh, leaks. This minute is is when the weird military march starts happening. I love this music. It's really <laughs> yeah. it's it's really good. It is really good it's, and it's, it's great as it's really great as the like Libyan theme, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
But playing it right now, it just feels like, why is this happening? Because <laughs> he's doing some serious science, dude. I this guess is serious so. science. He's going on his mission. It's, this is his mission that in life that he has been working towards for like 30 years. Yeah. He's got the right stuff. Yep, yep. He's ready yeah. to go through time. Brave yeah. man facing the unknown. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Also, didn't that doesn't that music get reused like um not just in this series, but I could swear like isn't that very similar to the music in like Predator 2, I think. I don't remember the well, music. Well, they both had the same too. production designer. Yeah, there was that, but I'm pretty sure like some of the music like in I, I could swear that sounds a lot like well, I'm sure it's probably changed a little bit. Is it the same composer? I don't know. I don't know. Did Alan Silvestri do the music for Predator Two? Predator Two score. It's one of those things where it sounds very similar. Mm. It also sounds very um, similar to the score yes, of Roger Rabbit. Alan Silvestri. Good call. I Chris. knew it. Wow. Kill <laughs> me. It's almost like my mom taught music. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, so sure yeah, he, he probably just ripped off his own score. Yeah. <laughs> was he also a real on, Hans Zimmer? Was he also on uh, on uh, Roger Rabbit? Yes. Okay, because it it really sounds very strongly. Yeah. Like. Yeah. He also was uh, the Avengers. Speaking of the Avengers. Wait, what? Yeah, he was the he 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 composed the score for the Avengers. Huh. Well, what the do Avengers you know? theme is his. People keep working. Yep. Until they stop. Yep. Because time makes them. Well, I mean, John Williams is still doing scores. Yeah, that guy's John like Williams 95 is, and a half. Oh, man. When he, when he goes, it's going to be so sad. It is, but man, what a catalog, that guy. Oof. Bridge of Spies had a great score. It did. Hmm. No, because it was done by Thomas Newman. Never mind. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, wow, that's, he, like the first, that's like the first Spielberg movie to not have John Williams as the score in so long. I think because he was busy with Star Wars. Yeah, he's, oh. he's got his work cut out for him on that. Yeah. yeah, Thomas Newman did an That's excellent score for British. I love Thomas Newman. Yeah, he did a really good job. Um, all right, well, uh, what what notes do you guys have for this minute? Because I don't, I don't have a lot. The DeLorean's trunk is in the front? Apparently. Yeah. The top grossing film of 2010 was Toy Story 3. Okay. Oh, he's going to cry so much when he gets there. No! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I don't go no into the incinerator! But I'm still sad! <laughs> <laughs> They're all holding hands, Marty! Molly. Einstein, this is the saddest thing we've ever seen. <laughs> the Soviet Union no longer exists. I don't care. These toys are going to die. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Well, uh, kind of a short, kind of a short, not not a lot to talk about in this minute, really. Yeah. Well, um, whose fault is that? Uh, Bobby Zemeckis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one thing that uh, we've we've uh, in the slower m- minutes, Chris, we've we've taken to asking our guests yeah. uh, what their background are is with the with the movies, with the movie series. Well, do you remember the first time that you saw the movies? The first, do you? Oh man! Do you remember like well, like what 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 do these movies mean to you? Like as a kid or or I saw these you? as. Uh... So I was born in 82. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't see it when it first came out because I was three. Um, but I did see it like as a, as a young kid. I saw it when I was like six or eight, some, somewhere in there. Um, mm-hmm. And it it was so good. I absolutely loved it. it, it um, I think we might have been in Germany when I first saw it. No, no, we had to have seen it before then. Um, but I, I definitely saw it as a, you know, as a, as a young 
not even I wouldn't even call myself a preteen at the time. I was a child, and it was mm. uh, it was a very good uh, ch- movie to see as a child, and and it stuck with me. Uh, for a long time, it was one of those things like it kept coming on. Like uh, I think TNT for like most of the '90s, TNT would run Back to the Future like several times a month, and I watched it a lot when it came on that. And uh, you know, like Back to the Back to the Future Two uh, is good. It's a good movie, but I remember as a kid when I saw it, it bummed me the heck out. I did not like Back to the Future Two as a kid. Really? I uh, it was really like it got like when it you know when you have like the sort of dark future. Of of like evil Biff Tannen conqueror yeah. of everything, like that that like I don't something about like that like uh, where you know it's like his dad's dead and and like his mom's with Biff and that whole like that whole segment of the movie that act really had a negative like it stuck with my young child brain and it made me feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean I appreciate it more now as an adult. And then Back mm-hmm. to the Future Three was just so good. I love that. I loved it so yeah. much, which made me feel really bad when they sort of like wasted that Doc Brown joke on on uh, Million Ways to Die in the West. That movie should have been funnier. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, Back to the Future is indeed one of the greatest movies of all time, and it's it's interesting to think about how it is now all in the past and no longer in any future. Hmm. How odd it is! It is very sad, and we still don't have. I don't care what they say; our hoverboards suck. Yeah, really, really they don't. Do. They don't. They don't look right. Yeah, they, they uh, don't look right. And also, you have to have. I mean, okay, granted, like a skateboard has to be on pavement. You can't just go out to a, a field and use a skateboard. So, in some ways, like the hoverboard that uh, who was it that made the, the hoverboard? It's like, is it a car company or? Like yeah, it's GM? a car company. Uh, not Nissan. Lexus. Lexus. Yeah. So, like, they made a hoverboard, and you have to have like their 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 rink that it works with, and that's kind of cool, and it sort of works. And I mean, it, it is what it is, but that's not what I want. Right. Anyway. Yeah. It looks really stiff to me. Yeah, it, it, it's it's odd. Uh, although, like, those, 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 like, new, like, glidey Segway things that have no handlebars. A friend of mine has that at work, and oh, it's hilarious to watch people get on that thing and almost die. Because it goes, like, 15 miles an hour. It's insane. That anyway, is pretty crazy. That has nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're called hoverboards, aren't they? They are, but that's just a lie. Yeah, I mean it is. It's yeah. it's. Although, it's... if if you're like sitting in a cubicle and somebody zips by at fifty miles an hour, not obviously moving themselves physically, it does seem as though they are hovering. Like there's some like we're just we just got out of Halloween. Halloween was last weekend, or wait, what weekend before last? Whatever. Time is difficult to. We are traveling through time even now. Anyway, um, but, but like there's some like really great videos of people like hovering around with like ghost costumes on over that thing or, or like the, the, the flying carpet trick, like people in Aladdin costumes. On, on, oh, yeah, I saw that. That's that some, that's really some good stuff. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, this was this movie, like Back to the Future, the trilogy. Um, like I remember uh, in my my honors English, like uh, like our, our section on creative writing. We, we we combed over like the these three movies and it was like a bit like our teacher absolutely loved it and he was like you know this foreshadowing plotting all these things like callback blah 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 we learned a lot about about writing in uh, in, in honors English class from the Back to the Future uh, trilogy is uh, is pretty cool. There's a lot to learn. Yeah, yeah, they did yeah. a good job. Them writers, they sure did. Yeah. Uh, good old Bobby G and Bobby Z. Yeah, yeah, they probably yeah. don't like being called Bobby. Well, that's. 
that's what oh we're, no no I, I, we're buds I, i've fine. seen so many documentaries where tom max is like oh yeah bob was had this oh, idea okay. and we were yeah that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, fine it's fine we're all friends here okay that's, yeah it's um all right well if that's uh that's that's all we got we'll be back tomorrow with minute 29 in the meantime go check out our website back to the future minute.com email the show contact at back to the future minute.com you can follow us on twitter at bttf minute i'm at scott corelli nick is at nick m jimenez uh, our Tumblr is bttfminute.tumblr.com. Like us on Facebook. Leave us a review on iTunes. We'll give you a shout out if you do. Check out our other podcasts, Not Writing, uh, our Doctor Who podcast, The Doctor's Companion, and check out uh, Geek by Night, the audio drama podcast that uh, Nick and I are executive producing and stars Chris <laughs> and premieres January 6th. In a so, starring uh, role. Yeah. So we'll uh we'll we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye bye.